0: today
1: hello everybody and welcome back to how did we get here
2: the only audio road trip with no breaks and finally finally and if i I may add to that the only piece of media titled how did we
1: get here the only place you can find media in the world with that title there's nowhere Mm -hmm. else on the planet and if you see anything else it's illegitimate and not real Harass. The person that made that media on
2: social media. <laughs> i You can't facetiously call make a call I, to action like this. Yeah,
1: you're right. It's, multiple it's times. in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, today we have okay. a
2: very non-offensive episode.
1: Smash Bros. Finally. Fi- I, I, listen, I get it. When you guys saw this podcast, you guys probably wanted this episode more than anything because that's probably how you found out about me and or Jacob. And, you know, we didn't want to do it. We didn't want to start out with it because this Mm-mm. is not really a gaming podcast. It's called right?
2: foreplay, you know? Yeah,
1: we got to, had to build up to it. But now it's time was- for the main yeah. course.
2: Because I don't know about you, thing. but I also call my foreplay the God-defying audacity of Randy Savage.
1: <laughs> that You know, sometimes on, on romantic occasions, you know, Valentine's Day and anniversaries maybe. Maybe on a yeah. birthday, but not every
2: night. <laughs> Foreplay for me also includes uh, eugenics.
1: <laughs> Never gone that far. I'm not quite that kinky. Oh, you haven't I'm a lived. Little, I'm a little too vanilla for that one. I don't know about that. We, you know, we're a little more traditional. But Super Smash Brothers is fascinating because we could literally start anywhere, right? There's like a yeah. whole culture about it. And I think that your sort of rise on YouTube was because you captured – This wave and this sentiment about, I really think it was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. you were right place, right time.
2: Usually, whenever people like you know, I've been interviewed, people like talk about Smash Bros, but it's like you can't really go into the detail about it because they don't understand like the cultural impact and they also don't understand uh what the community was before that, right? Because exactly. And you know I can't just be on stream and just start like saying big dicking myself, but I can do it on a podcast. Sure, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that like I did in Ultimate or just in Smash Bros, I kind of my my growth really starting in Smash Four, sure. but I there wasn't Smash content in the world. All of it was no. like guides and whatnot.
1: There's nothing more casual, and it's funny because like now we're at a point where I don't. Like, if you start over today, like, if you make stuff like Villager 101 or how to play, like, it doesn't work, right? No, it
2: doesn't.
1: Like, if you do it right now, and obviously it's easy to say that because obviously all the other stuff is now informed by the earlier stuff and it constantly changes. But it would not – like, if if the current state of Smash content or really video game content at all – is what it is now. And you put out how to play 101. it wouldn't work. No, but back then there was nothing like it.
2: Yeah. And then like, there also wasn't casual, like smash gameplay and commentary, you know, like there's, right. I, I, I don't want to like big dick myself, but looking back, cause I've, I've had to become a little more proud of my own achievements. Cause I think it was very easy to just say like, I I've done nothing with my life. I just make silly videos. <laughs> sure. But, I think I've kind of come around to it where I can now confidently say like the work I've done, the impact I've had, because there are a lot of new smash YouTubers that I see and I'm like, oh, this is how I used to edit my videos. You know, like not even like how to play era, but just like when I was making daily smash content, when I was uh, doing like commentary over it regularly, it's just so interesting that like I see creators who are like clearly inspired by me. And it's weird to say that because it it feels like, it feels weird to acknowledge that you know it
1: feels arrogant, but it's not. It does because it. I I think what it also is is that there's uh, if every, you've ever watched like a
2: video and be like this feels Alpharad inspired. Like I I think that too when I watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing. What well, what it is is like it's you. Every creator has their own journey, right? No past mm-hmm. the success or the same, but you definitely. If you have been there, you can watch something and be like, ah, I remember when I did that or when I yeah. had that thought or when I when I created something like that. And I feel like it's the same thing when you've gone through it all and you see other people sort of finding their voice in content. Mm-hmm. But we we sort of took a turn on this into a content sort of perspective when mm-hmm. really this is just Smash There's so much to talk about, bro. I mean, yeah. like you came up during Smash 4... Like, when we were really, we talked about this on the last episode, where it felt like speculation was, like, Mm -hmm. just starting to hit it big in 4.
2: I think the other thing is just, like, with that casual content, like, it really just was not there. You know, like, the only people playing Smash Bros. were either competitive players or, like, Game Grumps. You know? Like, there was no in-between.
1: I think if you were playing Smash like... People weren't watching smash unless it was competitive. You either watched yeah. the competition or you played it at a party or something.
2: And now people in competitive are like chasing the dragon of like, how do I capture yeah. that, that essence of like, how do I appeal to people? And it's so interesting to me because it, it's tough people. I will say competitive players were not nice to me <laughs> back in the day. No, you know? no, they really you know, they weren't. Just, they, they just viewed me as like some shitter, you know, Oh, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and, and I, I'll say, I remember who. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny when years pass and those same people are in my DMs asking how, if I can vouch for them for Summit, how to uh... get into content, how to... I remember.
1: <laughs> oh, don't think God. I don't. That's mess- Dude, I always thought that was so weird. Okay, this is something I can attest to as a yeah. longtime member of the Smash community. So I've been around since like I started mm-hmm. playing competitively in twenty ten. There was always this weird thing. And I get why it exists to some extent, but like if you're not good or you're not known, a lot of people won't give you the time of day or won't it's, even talk to it's you. It's
2: very true. And but it's
1: so weird, right? Like I yeah. just don't I don't know. I don't get like I could sort of understand it now a little bit, now that there's like a bigger fandom and an audience, but back then it was like, dude, it was so Nothing. small. Yeah, yeah, even in Smash Four, it was small,
2: dude. I like, think it's just... honestly better now than it was then, which feels very reversed. You think so? Um, I I just feel like, um, actually, no. I, I think I was making <laughs> a different point in my head. This makes more sense actually. Mm-hmm. I I think how people were towards me back in the day was just like they just didn't care. Sure. I I guess. Sure. And I think they, a lot of people just didn't get it because like if, you know, if people asked how much I was making from YouTube, they'd be like, what, like $2,000 a month. And in reality, <laughs> it was much higher than that. Yeah. And and I feel like as soon as people started realize, like, you know, it, it was like Smash it's 4, like back when I was doing like variety and it's like my channel is making like $10,000 a month. It's just yeah. like when you're at that point, people are like, I, I, I want that. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, like for ultimate and beyond, like the channel obviously just makes more, you know. So it's yeah. just like, how do I like? They didn't care until they realized why I was doing it. Yeah, and then they well, were like, people didn't yeah. like
1: acknowledge the the art of it or why it was cool until yeah, it was clearly like a gold mine, and then they wanted in.
2: Yeah, which is, it's like I I do think that I think it's just like it happens with time. Like my my bullshit bullshitometer it's so easy to see why people are talking to you. Cause I think, I think you can tell by the kinds of jokes they make. Sure. You know, it's like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's kind of like when you meet someone new and something about that interaction is immediately documented.
1: Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really weird because like you, Hmm. there's, you'll meet someone new and most of the time it's fine, but you have like a one in 100 chance to be like, that was weird. Like you, I, you have I've something to check off in your head. And. Yeah, I've
2: had perfectly normal interactions with people. And then it's like I I opened Twitter and there was like the selfie that we posted and it's kind of like a oh. like uh oh, is that I hung out with the Alpha, which is like it's said in jest, of course, but it's kind of like a you wouldn't do that to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah,
1: I it's mean, like, like it, it's it's supposed to be ironic, but it still feels a little like
0: yeah. you're doing
1: this for an audience. like it, you're doing it for an audience regardless even uh-huh. if it's ironic you're doing this for the fans and like i thought we were just talking you know like yeah i thought we were human beings it's yeah. funny because i feel the opposite about when you and i met uh not the first time at at smash con because you i i think you said that you didn't remember but i was talking about the no, like, process. i absolutely yeah, okay, remember yeah, when yeah, we yeah. met
2: at uh smash
1: yeah because i thought because i remember you were tan
2: then you just came back from a vacation i was like That's shocked at how tan you were
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I vividly That's remember was. that. Yeah, because we, because I asked you about your process because I hated editing and you were very yeah. good at editing and we had a short talk about that. But then we met like later, at, like a frostbite or something, and like I was like, damn, he's just like a normal person, which again was shocking to me as someone who has met many YouTubers who yeah. are those type of people who be like, just got a picture with X and it's just like, just be normal, man. Like just talk,
2: you know? It's weird. Yeah, and especially like where I am now, so much of my private life is off. Uh, like, even on this podcast, so much of my oh, private sure, yeah. life is not on record, and I 100% prefer it that way.
1: Yeah. But but it's funny to see, like, where you were in terms of Smash yeah. and how much Smash is like. Because, again, like, to go back to the culture thing, there really is this, like, casual culture of Smash that I don't even know if the listeners of this podcast would really be that into or identify with. I'm curious because... Like, the casual reach is so high, but now we're three years into Ultimate, right? I I feel like they've been gone by now.
2: Yeah, I I think it's all about, like, for me, I I handle things differently. I think the biggest reason that I grew so much compared to, like, other Smash content creators Mm -hmm. was because... I never once tried, like I did do some shameless videos, like ranking every final Smash and Smash Ultimate, you know. Yeah, like yeah, those yeah. were a little shameless, but they still had like some those are personality content at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 sure. And I think a lot of people content creators, not competitive players, in that time period, they were trying to like get quick views fast now. When yeah. I don't think I ever really got those burst views with like any specific video.
1: It was like a slow burn.
2: I think it was a slow burn, but it was a consistent one. And I I focused on, like, I would take those easy views, sure. But I wouldn't make the content personality free. Like, there are so many people who, like... I think, like, Mythbuster content, anything that's just talking about, like, look at this in Smash. I think it's really easy to get those early burst views. But then those, like, go down over time. I'm sure you gained some, like, new subscribers across the way. But I was like, how do I capture a personality and a, like spread it to the masses because i was more interested in that than um getting those quick views i was like you know it's it's kind of like the same thing of would you rather get a hundred thousand dollars in january or ten thousand dollars a month for the full year you know right yeah like one is more but one is now
1: yeah I, i i've heard that that's sort of the strategy for youtube anyway which is like you can you you don't go for the big bursts and then it's like you build a consistent backlog of good stuff and then it's just like when you hit and you put your all into something and you you just put out some kind of banger then everything else like the the the
2: sea rises right like the
1: floor comes up and then you just keep doing that over and over throughout time
2: I think another crazy thing is just like to like take it back from content a little bit of just how different the Smash community is from when I joined. Because I joined the community um, when uh, Smash 4 has yet to be released. Brawl wasn't played. Like, my community was just PM and Melee. Like, that was it. So when I joined the scene, it was, uh, I think, right before 3.5... Or no, right before 3.02 came out. So, like, yeah, that's when I joined the Smash community. I think my first tournament was um I started like learning interest in the community and everything but I don't mm-hmm. think I entered a tournament until 3.02. Sure. So 3.02 of p.m. is kind of like when I really uh went to my broader community. Um I went 1-2 which is good for cool. your first okay. weekly I think. Sure. Um I Oklahoma like it's just I love the dude He's uh, he was the TO right, and also he competes in the tournament. And every time, coincidentally, the new, the player who just walked in the door was always seated to play him in round one. <laughs> it, it was it was shocking how uh, consistent and coincidental that was. Sure, oh that's and funny. You know who he played? Who Zelda. Oh my god! Three point oh two Zelda. How oh, is someone new to the community supposed to feel welcome if they're fighting against that?
1: No, that's awful. I would quit immediately if that was the first thing I had to fight. Like,
2: yeah, he, was, like, an this is clim- he was an ice climbers. He was an ice climber Zelda co-main That's disgusting. That's even Absolutely. worse. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, dude! I uh, my first ever set in PM. It's it's really funny.
0: redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today
1: I was -hmm. trying to find something to play in the meantime I always wanted to like play Melee but I couldn't get into it and it took too much time so PM comes out and uh, my friends uh, Junebug and Pinkfresh were really into it so I was like "All right, I'm going to play with them and we played together a lot found a character Mm -hmm. I really liked got into it and uh, eventually I go to my you know the tournament at Xanadu and I play a dev first round
2: (laughs) uh <laughs> nice
1: yeah dev is vanguard great guy very nice guy uh but i didn't know him so i sit down to play the dev and you know he's kind of beating my ass i'm pretty sure this video is still on youtube look up coney wario vanguard lucario you might be able to find it oh so P. he's beating the well, dev. well here's the thing he invented lucario and in between stocks he's taunting me and of course, this is on stream, right? Because oh yeah. my god, it's Coney brawl, DDD legend, blah blah blah. Whatever. It's I, I'm not saying this to make myself sound big. It doesn't it mean happens. anything. Yeah, it it does happen. It does it not like mean anything. It is a mental aspect. You have to do. I, I one thing.
2: Okay, I, I, yeah. I'm gonna wait. You can you can finish your story. Well,
1: I was just gonna say it's 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 a weird thing because to me it's like who cares? But you know, people do like people it's, do. It's care. like a status thing. It's so dumb, dude. I'll, I'll never forget. I have another story with Smash Four, which we could talk about yeah. after. this, this is gonna you're... be full of stories. But 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 anyway, I got put on stream because I'm Coney, whatever, against Vanguard, and this dude is taunting every time he kills me, and I'm like. Dude, you're a fucking dev. What's your fucking <laughs> problem? I'm not going to play your game anymore if you're going to be a shithead. And he keeps taunting. And he was such a nice guy before we played the set. He was a cool guy. We bumped fists. We talked a little bit, joked. And he's taunting after every stock. And, like, the game ends, and I think I look over at him. I'm like, dude, what? what's your problem? What the hell was that? He's like, oh, Lucario powers up when he taunts in this game. And I'm like, ah, all right. And everything was fine. I wasn't mad at him anymore. I was like, okay, that makes sense. He did have a glow around him. But I
2: thought this guy was just an asshole. (laughs) You made the game. I forgot about that. And in the story, I knew that. And I was like, what an asshole.
1: (laughs) He made the game and he's He's beating up on
2: somebody. Yeah,
1: he's just just yelling at me and turning blue. I was just mad as hell, but... Anyway, that was my first PM story. And then I played the game a bunch and I loved it.
2: Great game. Yeah. What I am really happy about now is that like new insert new smash game here versus melee debate is way smaller. Oh God, you're right. Yeah. It was like two divided nations. No melee, yeah. melee and brawl to melee and smash Four, melee and ultimate.
1: I wonder how much of it also maybe this is the cynic in me because I, I think all brawl heads and I'm not kidding about this. I think all brawl heads have a chip on their shoulder about that yeah. still like I, I, think, I think all so of too. us and, and even people that like where melee players are just like um, they just have this weird sense of like i play the better game so i'm a better person i feel like it has gone away but the cynic in me the cynic in me kind of feels like a lot of it is just because of opportunities the games are a lot more closely meshed than they used to be Uh so like it's good to be in good standing in both communities at the same time right because you know there's a lot more overlap maybe things have developed maybe things have grown up but again, I, I just have this chip on my shoulder when I look at some melee players. I'm like, you shithead. I remember yeah. how you treated us. You know what I
2: mean? Like we are second class citizens. To a different degree, content creators are the same. And at the beginning mm. of Smash 4, like I was the only like content creator. Like, you know, I was like, right. I was pretty much one of the first people, period, to just do like full time Smash creation. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. And now it's gone like I don't know, Everybody, everybody's a creator. Now that's for people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, everybody's a creator in a different way. It feels like Smash creators have, like, a lot of difficulty finding their voice because, like, how do you differentiate between being a good player and... And you've also got weird instances where it's, like, players like Tweak who, I think, uh, very candidly, don't really care about being yeah. a personality or a public figure or a face, but they just want to be the best player in the world. But... Being the best player in the world doesn't pay the bills, right? You gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta kind of play into the circus a little bit, which is, uh, it's a tough life to live.
2: Yeah, and it's hard because, like, on the other side, you have so many players who are just content with being content creators, and they don't want to go any higher. Like for right. me, I'm fine with the skill level I have. I have no yep. interest in improving.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're ju- you're good enough to beat like anybody that steps to you that thinks they're good at the game, but yeah. like you're not going to be the top 50 player
2: <laughs> yeah, or you might,
1: if, you might win a game,
2: you know? Okay. Okay. So if, if we can uh really get into it, I am so much better than people think. And I think you are too, you know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I think yeah, we sure. just get paired into this this pool of content yeah, of creators and, and people assume you're bad at Double the game. Double for
1: commentary too.
2: Double for commentary. Yeah, yeah. it's even worse because like The other thing is like, like most people, I think I play better offline than I do online. All my content is online and all the offline content is with my friends having fun. So like, you you never see me try, but I can't like say that because that sounds like I'm sweating. Yeah. But It's it's uh, a weird
1: (laughs) spot to be in because you don't want to like get defensive. Well, you don't want to get defensive. And the whole like appeal is that you're doing it casually, right? It's this. Yeah. it's this like you don't really care so the moment that you turn it on and you do care it's not fun anymore right so it's like you gotta stay
2: relaxed you know mm-hmm.
1: it's different sorry I didn't mean to cut you off there
2: oh oh no you're <laughs> fine you're fine uh
1: uh yeah what was I saying did I though? make you lose it I made you lose it my bad no
2: no 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 <laughs> no. you didn't you didn't I remember what I was gonna say it was about smash it was about content yeah do you remember Do you remember where I was going with that no idea yeah.
1: I've realized it as I cut you off, I was like, I feel like I'm going to make him lose something. And there oh, you
2: did. You totally did. But what,
1: but what's interesting to me, one of the things that I had is like, I get what you're saying about the skill level being like, you're, you're pleased with it. Mm-hmm. But because I did come from
2: like heavy oh, oh, competition. I know where i going. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So one, one sec. Uh, Yes. I do know. Like when your name is bigger than your skill level, you yeah. never get a fair shot because like if you do happen to lose to anyone, like it's magnified to like the difference of where your skill oh level yeah. is, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like in smash ultimate, like I entered some, some weeklies here and there. And it's just like, if I stopped going because me losing became like the talk of spotlight. the town. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I would like to have the same luxury of improving with everyone else, but it's it just, it just wasn't worth it for me because right. it was like, it's mentally taxing, and I had the decision to, like, uh, I recognize if I keep doing this, I'm just not going to have fun. So am right. I going to keep doing this? No, because I want to have fun. So I just, I go, I would go to events just to hang out. I don't really enter or anything. I'll play friendlies with people, and then I'll have, like, the normal person be like, hey, can I get in? And I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten pretty good at that. And no, thanks. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I'm just playing with my friends. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And, but I did go to, um, uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. I went to Void's house. And it was like, I think it was like Void, EE, obviously, like Tyrant Charles, uh, Naira was there. Okay. And Rickles, and, uh, you know, they're all playing Smash. And you know, I I sit down. Oh, Cosmos was there too. Okay, and I sit down and play with. I pretty much played a set with all of them. Mm-hmm. And you would not believe my win streak. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Dude, and friendlies. Jacob and friendlies. Friendlies. Bro. Jacob is different. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's just so funny to me because you know who I was playing against them all me fucking brawler oh no he's i played me brawler and donkey kong that whole night
1: <laughs> and you're just stacking w's
2: against professional yeah. players in the room i, I definitely like, you know the me brawler was definitely like i won the first game against everyone because sure. they yeah, just yeah, had yeah. no idea he's what goofy. he did yeah he's a goofy guy and it was it was so funny to see people get tight over it, did I lose oh, a majo- like? Did I lose a majority of the games in total? Yes, but that's to be expected. But it was just so funny to watch them bleed to my Spring Man me brawler. <laughs>
1: well, every loss is like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's supposed to happen. It's fine, but every win,
2: it feels so much it sweeter. Feels, yeah, it does. So, like you know, the same thing I just described. Of I hate it when people brag the about other these way. bullshit wins. I do it too, so yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> like it's gonna happen. Yep. I understand. But I d- absolutely. I that's why I removed myself from this situation because I didn't want to give people the chance. The void just could have not played me. Actually, I can't. I can't beat void. Void's different. He's like <laughs> his character. Like Sheik is unfuckable. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really mess with that one. I actually. It's funny. I played Void at a Thunder event and I got a game yeah. off, and I was like, got him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> good player. I didn't I didn't win the set at all. But I got yeah. a game, and I'm like, damn, you're supposed to be a pro, bro. What the hell? What are you doing losing to me? And it's like an awful matchup. It was Wolf-Chic. Like, mm-hmm. that should not have happened. Like, it, it It. should not have been that close. But uh, it, it's funny because I remember when uh, Smash 4 first came out, I experienced that firsthand, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, the same thing happened where uh in... In Smash 4, I really wanted to play Pac-Man because I thought he was very funny. Yeah. Uh, The problem is that my play style in every game is very aggressive. Anti-Pac-Man? It's not Pac-Man at all. I'm very... I play floaty brawlers, so like Wario, DDD. I try Mm -hmm. to get in, do grapples, 50-50s. I'm very big on... I like me brawler a lot, too. I think you and I actually have a very similar... Like yeah, because you're trying to I, fight,
2: right? I think the difference is like you like floaty brawlers. I like fast faller brawlers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. not quite as fast as like Fox or something. It's like a little. Um,
2: I, I like Fox. I like Wolf. You know? Okay. I like. Yeah. I played. I played Sheik and Smash Four for a while. I liked Mario the most of Smash Four. I think you were the same. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mario was floaty though, and I. have have gone yeah. back to watch Smash Four footage since Ultimate came out. Like it's so funny. Um, Mario is like Jigglypuff looking back. Like, yeah, he flies he has so so fast. much air movement, and it, it's like shocking looking back. The whole game
1: is bizarre when you yeah. when you watch it back. I I feel like okay, I'll, I'll come back to this in a second. Let me finish my story. Okay, but yeah. like Smash Four feels like a filler arc. It's so weird. All right. It does. Um, but yeah. So I played in a sit down at this tournament, and not only was I like a brawl guy then, but I was also a PM guy because I mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff in PM. I was a Wario player, whatever. And so I sit down to play this 14-year-old at his first tournament.
2: Do you have mercy? What do you say? Did you have mercy on him? No, right? Uh,
1: uh, 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 It does not go the way you think. Okay. Uh, I pick Pac-Man, and I'm trying to play Pac-Man as a close-up CQC brawler. Yeah. Not good. Doesn't Mm -hmm. work. Grab doesn't function, and I'm a big grabber. Uh,
2: Yeah. He's he's very bad in Smash 4. I feel like ultimate pac-man can kind of be a cqc kind of guy he he's can. got good buttons
1: yeah they made him way better up close but like in yeah. smash 4 he was awful but this kid is playing diddy and
2: okay. i this is I like lose diddy kong diddy kong right bad
1: yes i lost bad bad like because if you don't know smash 4 diddy pre-patch was legitimately three grabs and you lose it's it's three grabs into death uh, yeah. He would just grab you and then he does an up air string that does like 40. And, and he then he just has one that a does banana 70. that
2: helps guarantee that grab.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. And this this kid would like only do that. And I just didn't know how to beat it. I hadn't fought it. And I lose and he pops the fuck off. And I'll never forget that feeling of mm-hmm. like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm old.
2: Yeah. I, oh God! I couldn't do that. If I upset someone, it's maybe like an arm gesture, and then like a "Hey, good games," you know. It's bad. It's yeah. tough. What I I think like something that shocks me the most, like looking at all of that, is that I was never never the pop off kind of person. I guess sure. I, I've never really. I don't think I've ever popped off after a match. Like it's just okay. Like even when it's like an upset, I've kind of been like, yeah. I just I just outplayed them. Yeah, I did that. Good job, me. Pat on the back. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things from competing, though, is uh, since I played PM mainly, um, none of the melee community really knew who I was in, o- sure. in my local scene. So, you know, sometimes the melee community would uh, enter in the PM brackets, and, you know, if they don't know me, they shouldn't lose to me. Of course. That is not how I went. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with the mid-bracket salty money match.
1: Oh god, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love those.
2: Yeah, I, I beats I beat a like a melee fox player. And he I played Peach, and Okay. There's there are a couple gimmicks that I know about Peach and like Project M is specifically <laughs> that like I have
1: a story to tell you after this, but yeah. I I have a story. Okay, yeah. Um
2: melee doesn't feature a lot of uh these little little gimmicks but yep. just a uh, peach down
0: smash like sends in the way she's facing and everything. Today. Okay. So
2: what I would always do against characters who struggle to snap to the ledge, I would just uh walk to the ledge on slant stages like Smashville, where you like clearly like clip through the stage. Sure. And who have like little slants. Uh, I would stand there, face the other way, and down smash. And if they get hit by any of that, they just get stage spiked and die. Oh,
1: because you get pulled into the way she's yeah. facing. Yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was
2: like it was so funny to do to melee players. I would also do that. And, um, of course I would just play peach things normally, but sometimes yep. I would just, um, uh, just down smash on platforms. Cause like they would jump into it. Cause that move is giant in PM. Oh
1: yeah. It's huge.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I honestly just cheesed him for a lot of the part, but that is the nature of the game. And, and he lost. And then I, Talk to the T.O. and like let before I can even play my other set, he's like trying to put five dollars on it, you
1: know? Oh, my God. Yeah. The pride is so funny because he just he knows he'll win the next round and he might. But you don't give him the
2: shot. (laughs) No, never give him the shot.
1: (laughs) I uh, it's so funny you bring that up because like I had the same experience. There was a Falco player from my region that was like known for being very, uh very easy to anger. Right. Had a bit of a temper. Uh, He was a melee player, and obviously PM is where melee and ultimate heads come together, which is kind of neat. So him and I uh, play each other, and he plays Falco and PM. And he just, if we're on stage, he is whooping my ass. Like, there's nothing, because I play Wario, who, like, can't get in. I'm getting lasered. Like, I'm going up to, like, 140, 150. And I'm staying alive, but, like, I, I can't get a hit in. But the second that I'm on stage and I get that grab... Mm-hmm. wario's back throw in project m doesn't hold him still it yeah, actually
2: he, he walks with it yeah so he to speak. pulls
1: you to the ledge you go you like do this little pirouette all the way to the side and this dude was a beast on stage but he could not recover for shit so like the percent <laughs> taken was insane because i would be at 140 die and then he's dead at twenty because I do back throw into back air, and he doesn't know how to get back on the stage. Yeah,
2: Wario in PM was just disgusting. He's
1: hilarious. I love him so much. He's my favorite Smash character in any game. But I, this I dude, definitely
2: think if I if I played him, mm-hmm. like, he's not a character you can just like pick up without like pl- knowing how to play as him. I feel right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like if I invested time in him, I would also really like him. I just never did. I went from he's so fun. Yeah, in Project M. Uh, the characters that I kind of gravitated to as time went on, Peach was kind of like the character I competed with in Melee PM. But sure. I think my tastes in characters moved on, and now I, I really like uh, Spaceys and Sorties. Okay. Like I think PM Ike is one of my favorite characters. Oh, not the quick draw guy. <laughs> quick draw guy, he's <laughs> oh, pretty cool. Oh
1: no. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think there's another timeline where like I want to be in your face and laying cool shit. And there's another timeline where I did not get into Smash 4 and I just hard pursued Melee Falco. Sure,
1: yeah. And that, and you became a Melee YouTuber.
2: Yeah, which Man. Melee content is lacking.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know how
2: you make it interesting. Uh, I mean, I just think you just have a good personality who can funny. play the game and be funny, yeah.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Like, a lot of Melee content, it's just kind of highlights of playing versus mango i feel yeah (laughs) and when it comes to content it as i try to explain to everyone what's in right now is narrative driven content oh yeah so it's like it's not even like hey here are these highlight sessions of me playing against a top player it's just kind of like uh just even instilling like force feeding the narrative in like uh can i beat a top player you know just like yeah. Even it doesn't have to be like as uh, shameless or clickbaity, but it's just the the essence of saying, "Hey, I am uh, playing against this top player." You know, like yeah. it's it's so different.
1: Yeah, well, it it requires a bit more effort though, and I think that's the issue. Is like you have to have a level of confidence to be able to present yourself in the story that you're trying to tell and be like, "I sat down with Mango, and at the beginning, I was getting my ass beat, and then when, for one magic moment, one incredible game, you know." It, and it's a very easy story to tell. But it yeah. does take effort as opposed to just like
2: again hiring an editor, slapping some clips together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's the same thing we talked about before. Where like if your goal is just to be the best player in the world, that's your goal is to win those matches. But if you wanna be a content person, you have to think of the games in those ways, you know? You have to create your own narratives, which can be tough for people.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, I think like the other thing is not to throw shade on, on anyone here, but Uh-oh. to compare two brands in smash ultimate, like I uh, let's say Mars to K Leo, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars is like a content creator through and through, you know, sure, yeah. he like, he was, um, pre quarantine. He was a top three, top five player. Right. And yeah. he, like he was just, He's good at the game, but people liked him because he was flashy and funny. And then right, yeah. during the pandemic, he really flourished as a content creator. And now that's kind of like his main gig. And he makes more than he would have as a top player. Yeah. And to take that a step further, he gets it's it's interesting to compare him then to MKLeo, who does do content. But very clearly, competition is still his main thing. Yeah, of course. And What I find interesting is MKLeo has more subs on YouTube than Mars. Right. And it's just like, Leo has this legacy that draws people to him. But I would guarantee that even though he has that larger sub base, Mars, I would, I'm going to say near definitely has higher monthly views and probably generates more revenue from YouTube as a result. Cause it's like feel like a lot of people just go to that channel because they're like, "I know who MK Leo is," but I feel like Mars is able to pull them back in repeatedly.
1: Sure, I think it's one of those things where you know the name and you see it pop up in your sub box, or you see mm-hmm. it somewhere. You're like, "Oh, I know that guy," and you follow him. But it's not the same. Also, being on T1, I mean, that's a huge team, right? And yeah, obviously T1's huge. It has such a huge reach that, like, if they announce that they have Leo, a lot of people will just follow Leo from mm-hmm. that. Um, but it, it's it's fascinating because like now you've got the other end of it where Mars is sort of struggling right now, and uh, competitively you mean? Competitively, yeah. Not as a content creator, but like as a as a competitor, it's because he's it, it, a lot of it is just because his character got super nerfed, um, but yeah. also because he didn't really play much online. Like online really can mess with your game in a lot of ways, and I think he took the opportunity to just like not take it too seriously with online play and now it's just like you're coming at the end of this and and some players are just like they never stopped right like yeah. Leo Spargo like Mexico in general dude Chag Meister Yeah Mexico's
2: insane in smash
1: they're nuts they've always been good but now it's just like a new era and it's like yeah how do you reconcile the content creator life with the professional I really do life? think
2: the story of Leo is one of my favorites i like to tell people mm-hmm. because it started out by just this random 15-year-old kid in Smash 4 playing Meta Knight, a character that <laughs> wasn't really popular. Yeah. And then you had Mr. R, who was a top 10 player. He went to Mexico to farm this event of Smash yeah. Factor. And then he gets double eliminated by again this 15-year-old Falcon or Meta Knight main. And I remember the discussion. Like everyone was like, whoa. Like <laughs> it, it really. It felt prophetic in a way. It it felt like everyone stopped to stare at that moment and everyone was like, whoa. And then people went one of two ways either like trying to hype up the narrative of like he might be the next best player or one time fluke.
1: Mm -hmm. It felt like, um, what, what, it was, it was almost like the Silver Surfer being like, he, he's saying that Galactus is coming to devour the planet. Like Mr. Art came back. He's like, there is a kid in. Yeah. Mexico, that is very good, and he's going to overtake us all. And everybody's like, shut up, Mr. R. You got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what like, you're
2: talking about. You don't know the matchup is what people want yeah, like to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh God.
1: Yeah. You don't know yeah. how to fight. I know how to fight meta Knight, like, you dumbass. I beat his ass. Whatever. And then
2: I, I don't oh. think he could go to a lot of American events because visa issues. But then he went to Gommel, and that was like his first out of country tournament, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yep. I remember he got fifth which is obscene yeah that's huge For no your one first goes to their like first that? major and gets fifth that no, is that like doesn't happen that doesn't happen i would i would say no one goes to their first major and gets like 33rd you know
1: <laughs> like, that would be and, yeah that would be absurd
2: yeah he like he played against like the best players going to game five making some of them switch off their characters edge to like counter pick him and it was like who is this kid I think Gommel was what really put him on the list because he went from like unranked to 20 to eight to two to one like wow
1: it's absurd I, I, and and like you said his story is so fascinating because like I it feels like everybody how do I put this he is clearly such a dominant force. Mm-hmm. but I don't think the conversation around him has ever been uh, toxic. Like, yeah, I think even if you don't like the fact that he's constantly winning, you have to admire him. And I always had thought, and I think a lot of people also thought this, that you kind of need the guy at the top in order to drum stuff up. You kind of yeah. need him to be a little more, like a little out there. Either it's like being super like overtly, nice and wholesome or just being a total asshole heel and like nobody can beat me. Whatever. Yeah,
2: you need one of the two. And I but think But he's like,
1: really neither. He's he's a humble, like quiet guy. He's mm-hmm. really nice, but he's I think not, he's like, closer overt. to the nice
2: one. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, yeah. I think what's so interesting about him and like the dynamic he brings to like the community is that people will say, oh, it's so much more interesting if like, you know, it's it's if if I know MK is the tournament, I think he's going to win. And I was like, but mm-hmm. doesn't that make it all the more interesting when he falls? Yeah. You're like, people talk about it more. And when, when it comes to his legacy, I, I feel like when people want to sit down and break down, like, who is the GOAT of, like, just a single... Who's the most dominant forces in Smash? Mm-hmm. I think since his is so new, people really overlook how dominant he truly is. Because, right, yeah. you know, there are people who have had streaks of, like, undefeated wins in Melee, Smash 4, Brawl, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what people like to harp on, because he's definitely lost more. But I think we live in an, a gender, like an era where information is so much more public. Like, people across the board are so much better than they were, like, five years ago. Like, oh, no question. I would, I would say, like, like, loose top hundred players could have farmed majors a couple of years ago.
1: Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, it, it, yeah. there's always that conversation of, like, if you drop a player from 2022 into, you know, 2014, yeah, into that game, what happens, you know? Do they take it over? Because I feel mm-hmm. like they would. They have
2: to. I, I think, like, your shitty Falco in Melee would farm, like, 2003 <laughs> majors.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's just... Oh, man. It's so interesting to me because... MK Leo is dominant in an era where everyone knows everything about the game and all the characters and like every character is being pushed to their absolute limits.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And he knows 90 plus matchups.
1: It's bizarre. His level of just being able to do yeah. that. And, and it's, it's like you said, it feels like that's always the conversation of like, there's the whole thing of who's the greatest in melee. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. if you look at the numbers, it's Armada, right? Right. Yeah. Armada just, like, flatly wins. But Mango never retires. Longevity. He did it for longer. Yeah, yeah, longevity. And just the soul of the game, bro. Like, he embodies what people... Not what the game is, but what people want it to be,
2: right? It, I, like, that's so beautifully put. It,
1: it, that That's really what it is, because HBox is the ugly truth. He always has been. <laughs> he he mm-hmm. is the, like... He's showing you because I, I remember this because I used to get mad at melee players for this because they're like, oh my god, our game is perfect, but H box is killing it. Hbox is like he Playing is the game. The game. It, well, it's realistic. Like everybody mm-hmm. thinks the game is just Fox and Falco, and you know, you want the game to be so sick, bro. But then this guy comes along and he's winning awful matchups. Like Fox Puff is not good, but he's just winning them over and over and over. And he's doing it in a way that's slow. And he's showing you the reality of the game that you're playing, and people hate him for it. It's like, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. Melee stories are very interesting. But there's always that mm-hmm. conversation of like, is Mango the best because he is the heart? You know, he is the he yeah. is what the game is supposed to be. Because you don't I really have that saw for the ultimate.
2: Uh practical task held he holds like a yearly Twitter poll. And I think this is this embodies everything that Mango is, melee is. Yeah. It's a poll where it says, who is your favorite melee player? Mango. Second answer, literally anyone else. <laughs> and Mango, Mango has won wins. that poll every single time. Yeah. It's a majority of melee players' favorite player is Mango, which I don't I can't say that about a single other sport or any uh fight or esport or anything. Right. You know, like, yeah. You might have those like content creator. Pseudo competitive players, you know, like oh, they're my favorite competitor, but they also have like two million subs on YouTube, and it's like it's sure. hard to like factor that in. But Mango, like he does have a have a big like social presence, but you know, a lot of that is just the genuine soul that he brings into melee.
1: Yeah, it's he he has a legacy that is impossible to dispute, and yeah. it's I, I I feel like a lot of people want to bring up those storylines for newer games are sort of, it it just, it's not the same and it can't be. And that's okay. You know, you can't, it doesn't always have to be the same thing. And, and Leo's definitely making his own mark and,
0: today
1: it's it's a fascinating thing to look into the deeper sort of stories of how these games come to pass and actually we're going to be doing that soon because we can i say this probably we're going to summit Woo-hoo. oh sure
2: i mean this right is, i don't yeah this will come out i later. mean it's fine and also who cares i didn't <laughs> sign an nda
1: true that's true <laughs> that's true good point yeah well we'll be at summit uh are you you're not gonna be there the whole weekend are you
2: I mean, I live like thirty minutes away from summit. So like oh, I can yeah. be if okay. I want to.
1: You got more stages for us? Maybe you yeah, can't say they, this. Maybe we can't been, spoil this.
2: Uh I'll tell you immediately after we call because I have a different kind of event for this week or Excellent. for the summit. And I think I think you might like it.
1: Good. Okay. Perfect. Good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I'm I'm very we're in the middle of summit season now, which means like there's the voting and the whole like circus of campaigns and stuff which is its own thing right like the social media aspect of mm-hmm. it
2: I I think what else is really interesting <laughs> is so just to briefly explain summit it is 16 of the great well okay let me put this 6 of the greatest players in the world and then 10 others <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's sometimes they are some of the greatest players sometimes not but they all they all know but yeah. summit like without a shadow of a doubt is the best place to improve. But how do I get invited? Well, you have to raise money and you give it to summit on a silver platter. So there's always like a little bit of controversy every summit season, but the things they, it helps the community more than anything. So I think it's like, it's obviously worth it, but sure. What, what they have is that it's like a voting system One dollar equals fuck. Let's just say one vote or something, and I think if you buy like twenty five votes, it now you have thirty votes. You know, like it's like uh, there's there's strength in numbers. So a lot of people they either have to depend on their local scene or their fan base. And personally, I think local scene is stronger than fan base by a large margin.
1: No question, dude. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it would be, but. Actually maybe it isn't come to think of it. I felt like it was too, but it feels like that's it, fading. I don't know. It's hard to say because it feels I mean, I almost
2: the same, right? Like pandemic definitely changes that because a lot of people who might have been going to local scenes aren't because they never had the option.
1: Right, yeah. But um you've always got the the tension of like you you have the thing of like is the buzz really a New York player because he never goes to New York locals, and they get mad at him for that, right? It's like, so he's got to rely on his fan base because he doesn't have the support of his locals. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Luckily, he's good enough to just get invited, usually. Yeah. I think, like, some of the players that I saw for this, I don't know if if you've looked at the list, but every time I say certain players are guaranteed, I'm wrong, you know? (laughs) Dude, yeah. Last summit, yeah. we saw, like, HBox was eligible was for positive. ultimate summit. And we were like, oh, that that's a roaring fan base. Probably one of the strongest in Smash. That, like, that's stronger than any local scene. And I think, really, I still think I'm right. I just don't think he really can campaign much.
1: Yeah, that's what he said. He said that he yeah. didn't campaign because he was, like, in L.A. And it closed before he got a shot to do it. And other people had huge bombs. But it does go to show, like, nothing is guaranteed. Because I was yeah. in... I was in Vegas when that was happening, and I remember seeing it, and I was like, oh, dude, he's locked. Like, there's mm-hmm. no question. We even wrote, behind the scenes, we yeah. wrote skits with HBox in them yeah. because we knew he was going to make Zach it. Zach and, and I he were
2: helping write skits for Last Ultimate Summit, and we had a full skit around HBox written because we thought yep. it was a Shuren. Okay, okay, actually, I'm going to talk about this now because <laughs> I wrote the skit for the the Leo versus Mars like the the it was like they were both teaching classes Leo was like um what what was it he was like you know if if you're going to practice the game you have right, to yeah, do yeah, yeah. A, like, t- like hand stretches 10 hours a day a diet full of greens and then hard cut some Mars and then he he's well, the heart of the thing was Leo would say, whatever, in any circumstance, you cannot just and then hard cut to Mars, run up and up smash. It works, you know? And I want to say that I got that. That was inspired by iCarly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there is uh in the 2021 reboot of iCarly, they had this one scene that really stuck with me. And it was like, Spencer describing this birthday party he's going to throw for Carly. Hard cut with her explaining what she doesn't want for her birthday. Yeah, and it was like, oh, like that's so, that's genius. Like, despite the quality of that show, that one scene was written so well.
1: Yeah, it's such and, a funny trope, and it's fun yeah. to do. You know,
2: uh, absolutely. And then, but there was
1: a different ending there that was a we different had.
2: Ending. <laughs> uh I think the ending for the final skit, it felt like just thrown together. And that's because it was, it was, but yeah, um, that skit was supposed to end with like going back and forth. Like it ended with like a Meister jab for some reason. And I don't, I don't really know why, <laughs> if I could yeah. be honest, I didn't think we had a good way to
1: end it. So we were just like, whatever, just make fun of Meister. It's the Me- easy yeah, to it plays it game to watch.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> felt little, mean. A little,
1: but what it was, was like, it was supposed to go back and forth. Meister, or uh Leo Mars, Leo Mars, Leo Mars, mm-hmm. Leo Mars. And then it cuts to H box in a classroom, just screaming. screaming his head off. Yeah,
2: that's really and then all it was. You're gonna have Zach Ray, who doesn't speak English, writing notes. That's what it was. Yeah, and he it was just, just like politely nodding. A-A-A-A. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so like soft spoken, so it was gonna be funny. And it was like, ah, oh, that was such a better ending.
1: Ah, uh, maybe we can find a way to work that in because well, will H box even campaign for this summit. I don't. I, I don't that, think actually. he's eligible. Oh, true, true, true. I don't even but know who is eligible now Also, like, he the... still
2: went to Summit. We could have done that skit anyways, and that... I know, yeah. He just yeah. went for fun, but... Yeah, Summit is a blast, though. That was the first time I went. And, oh, something I wanted to mention earlier yeah. was that I gotta say, after going, like, more variety content and kind of uh-huh. just doing whatever I want and talking to, like, other creators, other venues, other events, and stuff like that. Yep. It is shocking how poor that Smash, like, tournament's TO is. Like, I know, like, money is tight and all, but they do not do anything for their, like, creators for, in terms of, like, accommodation.
1: No. Yeah. They, and, well, th- I they feel like they can't, you know?
2: I mean, They're I like understand. Squeezed. Yeah. I'm not asking them to, like, you know, pay me multiple grand up front. Sure. But I think it's crazy to me that I've never had a Smash tournament event like comp anything for me. Never like a hotel room, a a flight or anything. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm not saying like, oh, yes, I deserve it. But if I haven't gotten it, then other creators certainly haven't. No, that's true. Yeah, I've definitely had people message me and be like, oh, I came to this event because I knew you were here. You know, so it's so interesting Mm, that we can be used for advertisements, but we get like no incentive to really go sure. And I, I think it's shocking that they won't like l- lean into that a little bit. Actually, I, I take that back. Frostbite was the one tournament that flew me out. And that's because I did the casual invitational.
1: Right. So they helped you to get there. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, I, I do know. So I obviously like as staff mm-hmm. or as a caster, I guess it's always, you know, it's different. Cause we always get a flight yeah. hotel. You get accommodated. I, I guess like- for
2: that, I was casting as well, you know, yeah, that's so true. I take it back.
1: It's sort of it's sort of that way. But it's, I worked for my money. That, <laughs> I did hear at time, and I don't know if this is still the case or if it's if it was even true to begin with, but like top players would be compensated to go. So you get like a bonus to show up. So that's interesting to me that you would pay like Mango to show up to your tournament just to be there because Mango's yeah. in the
2: room, right? That uh, does change things for people. People want to see Mango.
1: Yeah, dude, he has a line. Like people want him to sign stuff. People want to be in the mm-hmm. same room as him, but it's funny that they would do that for him as a top player, not saying that they shouldn't, but like they yeah. wouldn't do that for should, like a casual creator.
2: I something. think they should do it for both personally.
1: Sure. I think it depends on, it depends on the scale. They, like, I think the feel of something like a smash con is perfect yeah. for that, but something like a Evo. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. You know? Yeah.
2: Plus Evo is more like a com- competition heavy event. Exactly. Less than- yeah casual in the smash con or like Genesis frost by like other smash events. I think it's definitely necessary because sure. they can lean into, ask you to do a panel, ask you to do some event, ask you to get on the mic a little bit. Like, sure. And I think there's definitely ways to involve it, but I think it's shocking that like, uh, I've never been compensated just to go to an event. Whereas like I've been compensated for other conventions and stuff like that, but never in right. smash, which is just because the money isn't there obviously, but yeah. I mean dude
1: I, we we still have $10 uh venue fees which is insane like
2: I, I think some TO just has to get the balls and just charge <laughs> 30 40 for it
1: Honestly man like I, I remember people would complain about like SmashCon for like I think it was like 60 bucks for 3 days it's like dude it's all day for 3 days at a convention center why are you dude, complaining I spent 20 $30 a day?
2: to watch a movie for 2 hours
1: Yeah it's insane man but I don't know. Smashers are historically very cheap, and I don't yeah. know if that
2: will ever change. So, I mean, I think of it like this: like, let's say, I guess this is like really just a question for an individual. There's sure. no objective answer. It's let's say SmashCon gets two thousand entrants with ten dollars a piece. Yeah. And then let's say the next SmashCon, let's say it's forty dollars entry, and you only have a thousand people there. Yeah. Your attendance is cut down by half, but your profits have quadrupled or doubled.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any reason not... Because, you know, I don't don't think people are not going to go, especially if it's an established
2: place. It's like, is it worth isolating some of your audience if it means your, your business is doing better? Right. And it's like... You know, I'm I'm torn because I was a competitor, I am a content creator, but like at the end of the day, I'm a CEO of my own uh, business. Right. And I understand that like sometimes you have to make those business calls even if they don't make people happy. Like it's Yeah. It's it's interesting to me that well, also, it's such I, a hard question.
1: I have the same feeling of like why don't they just up the price, but I also I'm so removed from like being the struggling twenty-one-year-old college more. student trying. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like I'm just like, and it's not even like a different status in life thing. I'm just older, yeah. and it's just like I and don't you have also those just same troubles. Have struggles. more money. That too.
2: Yeah, you're in a it's better just, job.
1: It's a different time of life where it's like I maybe it it should just stay at ten dollars. Maybe I'm just uh.
2: It it's I like I a know. weird thing, like as a. Not just like a content creator, but I think like, yes, as a content creator, where people like you because you're relatable. Sure. But if if I tell them, you you know, like, oh, my company made multiple million dollars. Am I still Uh, relatable? Yeah. You know? So it's like this weird thing of like, do I... People sometimes people act like they're starving, you know. Like, you definitely see sure, YouTubers sure, sure. Yeah. being like, This demonetized video, I had to accept the sponsor for $30,000. That in was this really one bad video. a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, like it's or not a few months ago, a few years two ago, a few years ago during the right. adpocalypse, right? Like, yep, I want to say, as I was like still a young youtuber during the adpocalypse, sure, but like, I wasn't starving, and all of those things, like. Didn't affect me that much. Maybe I was in different forms of content. Like sure. I definitely saw more and more videos getting demonetized. Don't get me wrong, but like, to me to say that I was starving was, and I was even really accepting sponsors back then. Like, right, I was doing fine. I can see how it's scary if you're like, you know, me now when I have I hire multiple people. Sure, it's like it's a little scarier to lose money, but you know, I, I think it's just. I don't know. It's, it's a weird way where you don't want to lose your humanity just because you make more money. Because like, you know, if people ask me to go out to eat, I, I not in like the past six years, have I ever been like, let me see if I can afford it real quick. Right.
1: You don't even have that thought of like, I don't have that thought of like going to a tournament and having an issue like paying for venue or paying for anything like hotel or venue, because it's just a different
2: sort of thing. at the end of the day, you have to realize, like, I am definitely privileged. This is a luxury I have that I didn't when I was younger. And it's like, yeah. how do I not lose my humanity in this? Like, how do I? Because, you know, when I have used the term, oh, it was just $1,000. You know, like, I say <laughs> shit like that now. Yeah. 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 And it it's like, back in the day, I, I had one time where I said I made $1,000 from YouTube And I that wasn't enough to quit my job because I was like, you know, who knows that's going to last. And then someone commented and I remember this because they were like, see, Jacob has really like lost himself because he doesn't think a thousand dollars is a lot. And I think like that comment is obviously written by a child because once you pay for rent, (laughs) like a thousand dollars is not a lot. Like in college, I was disappointed to realize a thousand dollars is not a lot. Yeah, it's like something for a thousand dollars is a lot. Uh, having a $1,000 is not a lot. Not at know? all.
1: Yeah. It, I think what it is, too, is, like, because of the variance in age in Smash, people have different perspectives on that. Exactly like yeah. you were saying. Like,
0: today if
1: if if you're if you think a thousand like if you're a teenager if you're like 16 500 is a goddamn fortune bro like that's gonna change your life you know but as you get older it sort of scales up and
2: it's tough to be relatable to all sides at yeah all times, for you know? sure i think like i've kind of got to it it's like i i used to i don't think i used to be like defensive on money but i feel like it was sure. like this weird taboo topic but like at this point I'm just here to make funny videos. I make a lot of money as a side effect of it. Sure. And you could do with <laughs> what you want with that information. Yeah. If you so have an goes, issue with it yeah. that's fine.
1: That's your that's your prerogative, you know. It's <laughs> Yeah.
2: That's all you could do.
1: But I think we're uh, I think we made it. I think we cuz we could just do this forever. We could go around yeah. in circles about smash forever, but I it think was we could all go smash.
2: Little, we could go a little long today if you want. Yeah, you want to? Sure. I think fine, I sure. Yeah, we should the shit fine with me, yeah. When it comes to Smash, it's got so much to say. And like, yeah, I don't know Yeah, You know, I think it's been riddled with like some good things, some bad things, but at the end of the day, I fucking love this community. Cause this is like, like, even if I don't make a lot of smash content now, I have to sit and recognize that without that smash community, I would be, you know, not here. It's (laughs) life changing. Not be in Los Angeles. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I just I remember the heroin story from when you were very young. Yeah, you might <laughs> be stuck on that. I don't think that. I would
2: be on heroin. <laughs> I think I was kind of done with that. And now after they don't even one have try for this story, I was
1: going to say, what if somebody clicked on the Smash Bros episode and nothing else, and they're like, "What the hell is that?"
2: No, I think that's a, possible. You've got to listen guys, to the earlier. episodes. I got episodes, bullied guys. into doing heroin once, and I didn't <laughs> know. Just so, just so I have a little context on that.
1: It was some episode. you, know, go you got to listen we to all the it.
2: episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I don't remember which episode it was in. I have no Just idea. So start from the beginning.
1: Yep, watch them all. No, I I uh it's it's funny because like I remember going to like I I've, I've been playing Smash forever. Um mm-hmm. I played the N64 version. I was always like the kid that was like best in the basement. I was the best Same. out of all my friends, yeah. you know, and then I I finally went to tournaments and is like I was pretty good even at the start got better, blah, blah, blah. And it's just so interesting to see how much it's grown because I I remember in Brawl I was, uh, it's weird to see the public conversation trend
2: so differently
1: too. Yeah. Where it's
2: like I, another in, thing in, I, the, I just want to like touch on real sure, quick sure. is that you and I both have this same innate skill where we pick things up very quickly because yes, yeah. whenever a new game drops say like Nick All-Star Brawl you sure. and I can like swing with the top players for the first week, and that's yeah. it. yeah.
1: And then when it becomes work, <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah, you know, it's like I think I think you could stick around longer, but like you have stuff to do, I have stuff to do. I don't mm-hmm. run, right, I don't like getting stuck on these things. You know what I mean? So it, I don't know, I don't like putting time into that stuff anymore. I just, I, I don't grind. You
2: know, when it comes I play to games, games for like fun now, which is crazy.
1: Isn't it weird? It, it feels like that's what you do as a kid. And then you become like a young adult and you start playing for real. And then you go back to like, as playing you get older. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, who cares? <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is like, it's weird to see the conversation change. Cause I, I remember I was on 4chan back when brawl was first dropped, like first, like, you know, flourishing in the first year or two, because mm-hmm. I've been around there forever. And it was like, I remember people really hating competitive players. Cause there's the whole yeah. sentiment of like, um, if you're playing competitively, you don't have the soul of the game. You should add items. Items yeah. off and everything. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
2: in like a big... Dude, I look... You ever look back at just Twitter interactions from like years ago and you're like, I cannot believe I carried myself on the social media platform like that.
1: <laughs> I try like, not to for that reason. Yeah,
2: I just see it on accident every now and then I'm like, I talked a lot because mm-hmm. now I say very little and I, I like my piece that way. But uh, w- w- just... <laughs> I think that's part of
1: growth, dude. As a, I think it like, is too. That's happened to me in the past six months, where I used to tweet a lot, but as I've like in the past six months, I've been like, "Why am I doing this? Like, I nothing mm-hmm. good comes of it. Nothing's really that funny, you know." It's like yeah. you sort of. I've seen a lot of creators
2: do it, where it's just like I don't know. You sort of. I stop. I used to be. I I look back and I was like, "Damn, people probably saw me and thought I was kind of cringe," and I think it's hard because some people who definitely saw that and thought I was cringe back then. Like that opinion is never changing, even if I act completely different nowadays. You know what I sure. mean?
1: Yeah, 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 of course.
2: And like, that's fine. I've accepted that by now, but it's just like, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. But I guess I'm the same way with a lot of people. You know, if I think of like someone in high school who wronged me, I think, oh, fuck that person. Even though yeah. they're like completely different nowadays.
1: It's, it's, you only get that first impression It sort of sticks yeah. in your mind. And it sucks because like people do change and, and the way that people represent themselves online Definitely. Sometimes it's radically way. different. <laughs> yeah. It often, honestly, is radically mm-hmm. different from how they present themselves in real life. And a lot of it is because like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people use social media and I don't know if this is just a smash thing. I'm sure it's yeah. just a general population thing, but they use it as like a a soothing mechanism. I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it. Like they'll uh, put they stuff to the black hole. Yeah, I guess it's venting, but it feels almost more like. This is going to sound condescending, and I don't mean it to, but it's like yeah. sucking I, – I, maybe it's because I have a baby now and I see her do this, but it's like sucking your thumb. It's something you do to help calm yourself and soothe yourself, and I see players do it when they lose, and they sp- spat out this, like, eight-tweet-long thread about yeah. how bad they feel and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, just get off. What are you doing?
2: Look, if any top player comes to me asking for, like, social advice, which happens a lot and- – Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it definitely happens. Oh
1: man, I figured they would do it for YouTube, but social. Okay.
2: I mean, sometimes it's both, but like sometimes it is YouTube. But I like let me talk about this first. You'll
1: tie that in, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, the biggest thing I tell people is like uh, I don't think I'm gonna name names, but I feel like if I start talking, you'll figure it out. Sure. Um, but nobody else would be able to figure out just me because maybe gonna say, it's
1: fine if that. Okay,
2: okay. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but but the biggest I, I don't think it really matters anyways. Yeah. It's, it was mainly popular in the Smash 4 when, like, no one had social presence back then. Right. Uh, I would always... People would be like, how do I grow my brand? And there would be so many players who either play lame characters or just aren't, like, super vibrant personalities. And they're like, how yeah, do course. I market that? And I was like, you can't... A lot of people try to be something else. Like, you might have, like, this lame, quote, like, campy player... Who's like, do I start playing more aggressive? And I was like, right, no, just own it. Like, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that all these players who are like zoning you out instead of like, like people treat you like the heel. But then you become then you're really defensive off camera. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, because then it's like you're unlikable on in the game just by being like being be, annoying but,
1: to fight or whatever. Yeah.
2: But then you're being annoying in out of game by being defensive over that gameplay, right? And it's yeah. just such a more entertaining dynamic to like. Let's say you're getting camped out with Jigglypuff in melee. Yeah. Just own it.
1: Yeah, there's no reason not to. I mean, like it's, it's yeah. yeah I, I think that you become a lot less likable if you don't own all parts of yourself,
2: right? And that's I think true if, you, anything. if you're not committing. You know.
1: Yeah, 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 you got to fully because like the worst thing you could do is pretend to be somebody you're not
2: or like exactly. try
1: to be that other thing. Yeah,
2: and unless you yeah. want to play that character because that's also different because like think about like the doctor disrespect and stuff like that. Like you can be that you can absolutely do that. But I think the essence of it is no matter what you do, no matter what you put out to the world, you just have to commit.
1: Well, it's, it's hard to do that in Smash, though, because you're meeting these people in real life, right? It's like you're yeah. going to tournaments. You're, like, if Dr. Disrespect goes to, like, a PAX or, like, an event or something, <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, he, he's he's on for as long as he's on the floor. But if yeah. you're a player, I don't think we've ever seen that from a player, like, fully uh, committing to a Jim role. Jim Jam Flim Flam. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you mean was, it, like, like, a... No, 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 I mean him. But I thought he was, like, a player before and after. It's just, like, if he puts on the suit, then he is that guy. But, like, he'll do that for, like, a few hours on a Friday. But then he's normal.
2: Like, yeah, I he's don't, just a guy the rest know. of the day. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's just really just own your character. Because yeah. I think Alpharad is way more arrogant and, uh, like, chaotic than I, Jacob, actually am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine to, like... um embellish certain elements to be more entertaining. Sure. Like I saw, I saw one comment the other day that, um, you know, Alpharad Deluxe, the, my let's play channel for month of January, we were pretending we were like 2011 YouTubers and we kept uploading like apology videos, parroting like, Oh, to John from like game sure. grumps and everything. Yeah. And it's shockingly, actually it's pretty unsurprising, but some people just didn't get it. As yeah. People online are really good at that. But uh, when we had Josh leave the channel, quote, you know, not really, but when we had him leave the channel, there was a comment that was like, you know, oh, I get I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Like, I I had a I dated a guy like Jacob. So I understand that, like, it seems like it seems like it's all, all memes, all jokes. And it's like, you know, he can never take anything seriously. Like, sure, he's an entertaining personality on camera, but it seems very hard to work with him off camera, given how he can't take anything seriously and it's just like I see that and I'm like you're you don't know me off camera and as, yeah. as like people say like oh well I've seen you talk on stream I've seen the podcast and like that is still not me off camera <laughs> like yeah. it's it's shocking that people don't get that it's like no matter how on camera I am or how it's still seemingly normal I am I am on camera yeah people- you have to get some spy shit To to see how I am off camera.
1: It's just weird that people really want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? I think that people, um, even in a good way, like people will try to be helpful. This is an issue that I struggle with a lot where people try to be helpful for me by. uh, How do I put it? So like I have have a video editor named Vince, right? And Vince does pretty much all my backend stuff. He uploads my videos, does the scheduling. He does all my YouTube all the way. So when he comments or when you see a comment from me on YouTube, it's probably him because I don't have time to do YouTube stuff. But what people will do is they'll see like a pinned comment on a video and like to show that they're in the know, they'll be like, nice comment, Vince. And it's like, yeah. yeah, I get that you're you're trying to be <laughs> helpful, but it's like it's still weird, right? You're it's you're weird, so yeah. you're, you're you're
2: you're so it's close the people to it. Who wanna prove they're on the inside. It's like it's like yeah. the same thing that we mentioned earlier about like the people who take a picture with you just because they want to like prove that they know right. you and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that.
1: And and I get that it comes from a place of good humor, and I don't mean to like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to come down on anybody. People don't I need don't to
2: think... stop it. But no, it's
1: no, no, just, and it's like... not malicious, but you're right in that like I think people grow these attachments. Uh, beyond what's, I don't want to say appropriate. But I it's think the same what thing.
2: You're intending. Let's say that. Sure, 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 sure. And, like, and, and you like, don't think that peeling back the curtain and showing them Vince is going to create a deeper parasocial connection.
1: Right. Yeah. And and I, I think it's like you can't even be totally mad at people for reacting in a way. It's like if if you're an asshole on camera mm-hmm. and somebody comments like, "Wow, this guy's totally an asshole," and you're like, "Aha, I gotcha."
2: That's just my character. Well, yeah, but you sort of invited that, right? Mm-hmm. So, and also I think saying that, oh my character is an asshole, gotcha. It's kind of like, well, now you're not committing to the character by revealing sure, it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. There are a couple sides
1: to it. I don't know. The whole yeah. thing is is when you get into the the democratization of content, the fact that like it's so easily uh creatable for everybody and there's no like camera in the way. There's not production. There's none of that makes it so...
0: today
1: you've got one creator who is a doctor disrespect who is putting on a mask who is a person mm-hmm. at all times and then you've got another guy who is just himself playing video games on a cam and i feel like people can't reconcile both of those at the same time yeah does that make sense you'll see yeah. one in the other and like you'll see dr disrespect mm-hmm. as a person and the other guy is a character but you don't know what the middle ground is and the truth is everybody's think- different
2: yeah. And the other thing is, like, let's say Dr. Disrespect does an interview where he takes off the whole get up and it's just him as a person. Sure. Does that mean he's not being in a personality? Is he Is he being earnest and who he is? And the answer is no. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's if there is a camera that is a different person that is not yeah. a person that is a like so many early content creators deal with this thing where they're like, guys, I'm a real person behind the scenes. Like, (laughs) think about how I feel when you say these things. Yeah. And I think the natural pipeline for that is now you get like, realize I am not a person to you. I am a magical talking guy in the box. Yeah. We had to go the other way. Yeah. It's a weird, like overcorrection where you now have to convince people you're not real.
1: I think we're going to have to go the, I, I don't I have a weird relationship with it because, like I said, I'm a little yeah. bit older and uh, I inhabited very mean spaces on the Internet. So I have very thick skin. So yeah. it's like I don't get bothered by like toxic comments or whatever YouTube comments like it's it's like and I'm not saying this to like uh, I prove don't I'm get tough heated by them, but I uh-huh. do
2: get a little tight for parasocial comments like like the one where jacob reminds me of a boyfriend kind of thing like that stuff does get me heated because i'm just like you don't know me and that is that is an earnest kind of like ah
1: well no it's you and i have talked about this a lot where it's not like a it's not when i read something that makes me upset like that it's not because you attacked me or said i was ugly or whatever It's because you were so off the mark in whatever you said. Be correct in, in your way. insults
2: is all I'm asking. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like your perception of reality is so tainted by your stupid fucking brain that I cannot abide <laughs> it. That's what it is. It's not that like yeah. it's not that I you hurt my feelings. It's that you're so fucking dumb. You don't even realize how wrong you are. <laughs> That's what it is for me.
2: And you and yeah. I have talked what, about
1: this about certain things. So to tie
2: uh, it yeah. all together, we were talking earlier about how, like, MKLeo is, like, this titan, but not, like, an arrogant one and not an overtly nice one. Like, he kind of right. strikes this balance. And I think the reason is because we can compare this to a lot of other top players in other games um, who are at the top. They they always feel like they have something to prove and they get very defensive when anyone yeah, like tries to take that away from them. And I think Leo has constantly and consistently been someone to look up to because yeah. he doesn't put his he doesn't put his whole heart on his sleeve publicly. Public, yeah, publicly. And he doesn't get defensive. He doesn't try to prove anyone that he's anything he's not. And that might be like an over like psychoanalysis that's that's you know funneling into the same thing, but just as an observation on the character that he puts out. I I I like it. I think he uh I think there's just this nice distance between him and everything else and I like how he's not defensive. I think that's the biggest thing. That's my biggest turn off from any creator or right. player is how defensive they are and I was a victim of this, but I think I was also just younger, you know. Well, I'm, probably- I'm less defensive now.
1: It's probably also you You are more keen to it because you were that way in the past. So it's like yeah. you, you know others as you know yourself. So when you see somebody being defensive, you're like, oh, that sucks. But it's because you used to be that way and you sort yeah. of recognize it. I think Leo is the perfect example of somebody who sort of deals with it in a healthy way. Um, I've had a few example or a few opportunities after tournaments to talk with him, like for interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he always says... That he goes in these tournaments, like, with something to prove or with doubt in his mind or, yeah. the, like, the he doesn't know if he's the best. And from the outside looking in, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> what do you yeah. – you're you're unquestionably number one in the world, um, but he always has this feeling, this hunger to keep getting better. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the fact that he doesn't talk about it much publicly makes it even more interesting, right? Yeah, Because it's, it's his own it's just, personal journey.
2: Mm-hmm. I I like that and I think it's one of those things where like that will become more popular because content creation so. is just like a job now like it's right. a normal job so I think it's a matter of time before like I you know this might it might I think by no, the I think end of our right. lifetimes, it's going to become more structured. I think we're definitely in the wild west of, of content creation right now. where like, right. dude, I can do whatever I want and upload it to YouTube as long as it's the terms and services, which is honestly a lot.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it, what it is is like I – y- You – this is the first generation of people who could make a living doing this, right? Yeah. Because you, you had people in the mid-2000s on YouTube or whatever, Massacre or whatever, like Angry Video Game Nerd, Irate Gamer or whatever, but they weren't making money. They were just yeah. doing it because it was something that they were into. And eventually maybe they did make money, but they never did it with the purpose of making yeah. it a career, at least not in my eyes. Maybe it's like a spot I on think a resume. people got
2: notoriety and then exactly. they were like – People kept doing it because there's it like, oh, cool. People are watching,
1: you know? Yeah. And then now it's like now that it is sort of we see the side effects of it, what it's like to grow up in that culture. I mean, we, we've now have two generations of people who have never lived without the Internet. Right. Yeah. Like you've got gen, uh you've got Zoomers and uh, late millennials. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, you've got so many people. I who have seen what this does to people.
2: Yeah, I had the internet, but it didn't it didn't feel like it. Cause at the time my internet was still like when I was a kid, it was still like dial up and I don't think culture yeah. was what it was yet. Like for me, internet culture didn't start till I went on Newgrounds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh dude. That should be our next topic. I agree. You know what? I think we can just oh end it God. right there. We went a yeah. little long today. We have a lot to say. But Newgrounds changed. Comedy.
1: It, it really, really did. And and the reason I want to talk about it is because, uh, have you watched Smiling Friends? Uh, I, I actually have a. Yes. Okay. I'll talk about <laughs> it. I'll talk about it next Okay, episode. we'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very new, Ground Z, and we'll talk about it. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Long Smash special. We'll see you soon. All right,
2: bye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallon, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher.